Hello, listeners, and welcome. Twelve-Sided Stories presents Otherworld London, an actual play RPG podcast that uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu system. We weave macabre, gaslight-era tales of terror and suspense for your listening enjoyment. Our games are story-driven and rules-light. Now, our keeper for Otherworld London, Wes Otis. Let's jump right in and introduce our players. We'll start with Terry. Hi, I'm Terry Gamble. I'm playing Alizé Carew, shopkeeper. Well, not really so much keeping a shop anymore. I do still have it, just not there very often anymore. <laughs> it exists, though, Yeah, which is what's important. Thank goodness. Yes. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Kelsey Osborne, and I will be continuing to play Maggie Cooper. And, you know, she's going to do what she does. Cooper's gonna coop. Cooper's gonna coop. I don't know. <laughs> don't think about it too much, there, Mac. I, I, I can't. Leave. I can't not think about it though. It's just it's in there now. Go ahead. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mac Bovey. I'm playing Ethel Prendergast, who is. Not as funny as I apparently am. <laughs> I love things. I hate it. It's my it's one of my favorite things people say, and you got to do it organically. <laughs> and I'm Michelle Otis, and I play Eugenia Penbottom of the Lancashire Penbottoms. Okay, so the last game, you guys... Um, yeah, you were put in some situations that are kind of bad. We'll start with what happened with Alizé. Alizé was in Mabel's house uh, poking around. She did one of the funniest things I've heard in a while, <laughs> which was sneak behind a curtain with her feet stuck out. With her, with her, My her little shoes, shoes poking out from the out. bottom of the curtain. And then when Mabel pulls back the curtain, she, you just, without missing a beat, say, Oh, Mabel, how are you? As yeah. if... Yeah, I just wanted was, to see these curtains. I heard they were new. It was the yeah. best distraction ever. Well, who would have thought these used to be dresses? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we get to climb every mountain with them. Um, so that was a that yeah. was really fun. So she she talked with you as she escorted you out, leaving Maggie who was in the midst of... Uh, indisposed. Indisposed. That's what we call it. With Tommy in one of the rooms, uh, you tried, Al Alizé, to yell out to... To alert sure. her somehow. But unfortunately, <laughs> you don't think it helped. So you're outside... No, because sometimes when you're very, very close and indisposed with someone, it's very hard to hear. Right. Which brings us to Mac. Ethel was in a carriage riding around London, basically in a circle. You're just hiding on the floor trying, of the carriage. Trying to hide in the carriage, and you have a pendant on, and if you take that, or the amulet, if you take that off, Craggy appears, and he tries to kill you. Because Freaking Craggy. he is able to use his energy to affect the real world. So right now, you're trying to figure out what to do. Yeah, I did get the book back, though. You do have the book, yes. Yeah, I think Priority. I, I hid it somewhere. You did. You hid it at... I I think it's still at the the brothel you guys were staying we at. We were at you under the floorboard. Yeah, 
You guys under a floorboard. At the squeaky flute. At the squeaky flute. <laughs> we love the squeaky flute. The squeaky flute. In, in game and out of game. Correct. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Somebody please tell me. Oh. Okay, well, when someone is indisposed. <laughs> And they're very, very close. When they indispose each other very much. Yes. <laughs> and you, Jenia, you decided to meet your former love at the tea shop when he was going to tell you what was going on with Mabel's husband. When you got there, all of Mabel's cronies were there. Miss Plum showed up and threw Lord McNevin's head on the floor. And basically, you're surrounded at the tea shop, which seems kind of strange, but okay. That's where we're it, picking it, it up. It's been known to happen. It's been known to happen. <laughs> so that's where we're at. Everybody is is separated from one another. Ladies that's don't the tea. ladies don't brawl in bar rooms. Right, they do it in tea rooms. <laughs> um, <laughs> True. So before we go any further, can I see your character sheet, Kelsey? I'm terrified, but yes. Oh no. This has never happened before. This is highly unusual. <laughs> I swear this has never happened to me before. <laughs> oh, he's rolling. Why? What's happening? Oh, he's going to do something to you. You know he's, that. He's rolling for Tommy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't. Please explain. <laughs> when two people are indisposed again. <laughs> So there's a squeaky flute, uh, and then there's... <laughs> there you go. Oh, dear. <laughs> Alizé, you're outside on the sidewalk of Mabel's place. There are these huge trees, like, you know, lining the, the walkway. Mm -hmm. And she has just basically escorted you out. And you're not sure what's going on with Maggie. And what do you want to do? I... Might want to walk down the street a ways, okay, just so I can hide and maybe may wait for Maggie. Okay. Hopefully, she got my scream to get out of the house. <laughs> okay. Unsure. After a few minutes, you hear a gunshot, oh. a very loud gunshot. <laughs> Ethel, you are inside this carriage. You have left the amulet on to keep Craggy from appearing again. What do you want to do? Because right now, the guy's just driving you in circles around this block. Don't know where the other ladies be. And I guess now that I'm hoping this has worked, that mm, the other ladies will be most likely to come back to the squeaky flute. Right. So I think I'm going to go back there. Okay. So, when you get back to the squeaky flute, you go up into the room, and sitting there on the chair is your father. No. And he goes... Nope. Nope. I... Nope. I disagree with this entirely. <laughs> he goes, if I can find you, then Scotland Yard can find you, dear. What are you doing? Do you want to end up in jail again? It is none of your affair what I am doing. How did you find me? It was not very hard. You kind of stick out, especially in this neighborhood. You know better than to try to stay someplace where you uh, are obviously above everyone else. Well, 
I really don't care what you think, and you are more than welcome to leave. Well, I am not leaving until we figure out what to do. You are going to end up in jail again. Do you want that? It is none of your business where I end up. I did not ask you to come here. I am trying to help you. Do you want help, or do you want to end up in jail? I do not want your help. Fine, do what you want. And he gets up and he says, But know that if I found you, they're probably going to be here very soon. And then he walks out. Pain in my ass. Eugenia. So on the floor is Lord McNevin's head. And you're surrounded by these women. Your back is up against the door. But there are two of the ladies next to you or cult members, I guess, with Kate Plum slowly stalking across the floor towards you. What do you want to do? Well, of course, dear. I'm married to a general. I draw my gun. <laughs> Where is your gun? It's and probably in my, in my like, little wrist bag or something. Let's just do a dex check, and they're going to try to grab you, and we'll see whose dex check is quicker. 17. 14. Oh, what? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Let's freak it out. Whatever. You were Whatever. Robbed. You start. You were seriously robbed. You start reaching for the gun, and the two women next to you grab your arms and push you up against the wall. And Kate Plum comes right up to you, leaving so soon. And she takes the dagger out that she had stabbed you with, because you can tell from the jeweled handle. Right. And she goes, you know, I'd kill you now, but for some reason, Mabel would like to see you before I do it. So, and she punches you in the face. I don't get a chance to kick? No, you're, they've got you pinned down pretty good. You're in a room full of people. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they, she punches you in the face. And uh, knocks you out, and you take three points of mm. hit point damage. He's not Ooh. sorry. <laughs> Fourteen. Maggie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're in the midst of what is shockingly to you actually really good sex. Okay. Um, good job, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy's actually a lot better than you thought. The problem is, is Tommy's so good, you didn't hear the door open. Oh, no! So Tommy's on top of you <laughs> when the gunshot goes off. Oh, no! And it blows his <gasps> brains out no! right onto you. Oh, no! Just oh. blows. Now I get you can why. stop describing it. No. <laughs> now I get why some fans say this show might be a little bit too scary. That's oh, awful. No. And Tommy slumps over onto you. Roll sand check for me, please. Well, he died doing what he loved. He did. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't die a virgin, at least. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Oh my god. Okay. I rolled an 11 under my okay. <laughs> whatever I have you're, at this point. 53. You're still going to take a point. <laughs> sure. Because it's, Cause it's pretty horrific. Up. That's really yeah. disgusting and horrible. And you feel, because your eyes are full of gore, mm. and you can feel the heat off the gun barrel near the side of your head. Okay. 
and you hear Mabel's voice and she goes, don't move, please. Uh, we won't want to have to get rid of your body too. Okay. Uh, 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 oh, all right, Mabel. Good. Somebody pulls the body off of you and then you, because you can't see, all you do is you hear a quick whoosh as the gun butt hits you in the head and you're out. So much brain trauma. Why yeah. does Maggie always get hit in the head? <laughs> I'm really upset about this. Please. I already designed her having like scars on her face and her head and she's just racking up more. <laughs> Alizé, you get back to your bookshop and you see somebody in, because it's locked up, but you see somebody inside the bookshop looking at the different books. Oh, great. I don't want to go in there alone, but maybe it's somebody who can help. I don't know why I would think that, but maybe. So go to the shop. All right. Open so the door. You open the door and it's the Seder. And he's looking at different books on your shelf. And you walk in and he turns around and he goes, Oh, I didn't know where to find you. I'm, I'm sorry. I just thought I'd wait here until you hopefully showed up. Well, I'm here. What do you need? Well, my lord had a, another offer for you, and so I'm here to deliver it, I guess. You know the answer's no, but what is the offer? Well, right now you have two friends who are in great trouble. My friends are always in great trouble, so what is the offer? The lord will save them. If you agree to be his wife in the dreamlands during nighttime. So when you're asleep, you will be at his side. And then when you're awake, you'll be here. A foot in both worlds, huh? I wonder that's how the, long that would last. That's the offer. I don't think it could last. So you're saying no? I'm saying no. But I do want your help. Okay. Why should we help you? You've been so stubborn and... It's not about my stubbornness. You've, I was taken before. This time, on my terms, I want help. Well, what are your terms? I want you to help me save my friends, and I will give you one fortnight to your God. And that is all I offer. Nothing more. I will be right back. And he opens a portal and steps through it. And it seems like almost instantaneously he walks back. Mm -hmm. And he goes, my lord will approve of helping you. But his counter is, you must bear him a child and he will get to keep it. Absolutely not. Okay. I couldn't leave a child anywhere other than by my side. And he knows that, which is why he's giving this as a counter offer. The answer is no. Okay. I'll do what I can. Good luck. And he opens up the portal and walks through. Jesus. Sneaky. <laughs> that bastard. Yeah. 
Whenever yeah. they want your kid, that's not a good sign. No, yeah. mm-hmm. no, no. <laughs> I'm really proud of Alizé's growth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your your arc has been so nice. strong. It's really hard to say no, though, because you know, just yeah. at night. I mean, whatever, whatever. Right. Okay. Plus, Antler God. More like. Yeah. That sounds do. Well, an elk makes a horrible sound, so you don't. It sounds like a screaming, dying yeah, creature. Great. They're like, oh, sorry, Wes. <laughs> Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Ethel, right after your dad leaves, what do you want to do? Because you know he's right. They're probably going to find you relatively soon, especially if Mabel is looking for you. Yeah, I'm just... I have the book. I don't want her to get the book back, but I can't seem to use it at this point. Not with the amulet on. But am I disconnected from it with the amulet off? Your power obviously hasn't been growing because you can't see Craggy, but you have to deal with Craggy somehow. Trying to think what spells I did have before, because I did have some spells. And if any of them would help me dispel a ghost. You have Speak with Spirits... Well, that I've already got covered. Right. <laughs> Speak with the Dark One. Hey, Satan. <laughs> you can call the Antler God as well. Oh, and you had... My turn. <laughs> you had maggots. I'll bear you a job. I had maggots. You had maggots. But I, I know um, I had some other stuff. Do you Those think, are the only ones I have written that, down. Do you think calling the Dark One and being like, hey, I accidentally took this piece of shit from you. You want to come get him? Right. <laughs> He's ready for you. Unless I can get Craggy back in line. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Mabel's probably made some sort of deal. And Ethel is nothing if not in vengeance mode right now. She's got nowhere else she can go. Do an idea check for me. 24 under my 60. You remember that the, the woman in white had appeared several times earlier and had seemed to be connected with the antler god and somehow connected to Mabel as well. You do have speak with spirits. You might be able to conjure her, see what she says, or even make a deal. Yeah. Forgot about the woman in white. That's why there was an idea roll. Yeah. I hadn't, but I wasn't sure if she'd been, if she was still in play. Oh, yeah. No, she actually murdered uh, Lord McNevin's family, driving him to come south to talk to me. So, yeah. yeah. She's around. She's around. She's around. She gets okay. around all the way to Scotland. <laughs> yeah. Yeesh. Nowhere is safe. <laughs> um, but I'm going to have to take off the amulet to try and summon her. And you're going to have to deal with Craggy. So I'm going to have to move real fast and well, basically be ready to say the spell with it is there like can you do a protection circle like a circle of salt or something like that to keep him from being able to get too close to you 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 could do that you know that you could do that from all the research that you've done Mm -hmm. you could do a very simple that's not really even a spell that's just an occult symbol sure on the ground if i knew how to do that then i would definitely do that and yeah i would definitely try and summon her okay First, let's do the salt symbol. Roll against your occult and let me know what you get. Okay. I got a 38 under my 70. Okay, so you're able to create a salt circle around yourself to protect yourself from 
craggy, he won't be able to enter the circle as long as it's not broken. Okay. So you've created your circle now. What do you do? I'm going to take off the amulet and take the book and start reading out of it the spell to summon, uh, speak to the dead. Okay. So craggy is on the outside of the circle. You're in the center and he's just going around. It's kind of pacing back and forth. I make um, a very rude gesture at him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thanks. So. Sorry. <laughs> he deserves it. Go ahead and roll against your power. It's going to cost you three power points. So okay. three magic points. All right. And just give me a roll against your power. And let me know what you get. I got a 16 nice. under my 70. She's on fire tonight. Yes. Look at you casting all your spells. This shimmering light, not far from where Craggy is circling the salt glyph, appears. And this woman in white shimmers out of it. She glows so brightly, it's, it hurts to even kind of look over there. Craggy backs up really quickly kind of to the other side of the room. Obviously, whatever energy she's get, giving off is something Craggy doesn't want to be around. And she comes straight up to the circle and she goes, what do you need? I'm not entirely sure what I need at this point, aside from the fact that I do have another spirit that is violently attacking me. Yeah, this one over here, obviously. Yes, he's a bit of a problem. And then she floats across the room and touches Craggy on the forehead, and he blows up into this large ray of light for a second and just fades into nothing. And then she comes back. Ethel gives this just sigh of relief. I have done you a favor. Now I require a favor. What is it that I can do for you? The Sununos, you know who he is, right? Uh, I know him, but we are not exactly acquainted. Well, he is attempting to take over this area, bring back the forest that was once here, and, and insert himself as the god of the isles again, the land. That does explain a lot. She goes, but the problem is, is that I'm the rightful queen. He's trying to usurp my power and I need him to be stopped. Believe me, that is something that I want very much. Unfortunately, a lot of the power that I had to enact change and to stop the people trying to bring him forward has been sapped from me. Mabel? Yes. She has been quite of annoyance to me as well. She constantly tries to bind me and her power is growing as she gets more people to join her circle. The more people in the circle, the more power that they wield. I will help you regain some of your power, but you must step outside of that circle. Ethel puts out a foot and just kicks it through the circle, breaking it. I will not harm you. Come forward. And she takes a step forward. I can restore your power, but you have to accept it. I accept. She steps forward and gives you this really deep, long kiss.
Eugenia and Maggie. You wake up together in a dank room. It's a large warehouse. Alizé and Ethel had told you guys about where Mabel was staying. All over the floor are naked men with masks on, and they've all been killed. We didn't burn that warehouse down? No. Okay. You guys never got to that point. Oh, okay. Right. That was a plan. That was Mm -hmm. a plan that never came to fruition. There's this, like, really vile stench of rotting corpses in the room and a lot of flies and everything. And every once in a while, you hear this pitter patter of little feet running between the, the, like... The tackiness of the blood <laughs> is sticking to the feet of whatever's running between these Because Wes has had bodies. time to think about this. That's why this is happening right now. It's so He's you're... making that sound already. <laughs> you know, but well, yeah, you know that he is. You can see each other. You're tied to chairs. And when you, you look on the floor, there are several of those fey creatures that you found in the maid when you went to Rose's house that one time. Oh, the, fly, the little flying. The little flying creature. Yeah. Oh, this I this is my first time really seeing it because I oh, fainted. Oh, you did. Yeah, you, you did. Fainted. So can you guys give me sand checks? Okay. I'm sure this will be fine. Oh, okay. 38 under my 52. Okay. So how many do I take? Just one. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. You, you did not do well. 71 over my 64. Oh, yeah. It messed all us up the first time we yeah. solved. <laughs> I remember. So you just get I to catch up before now? we even got to yeah. that part. Two. You got lucky. I did get lucky. Okay. So you guys are uh, you guys are next to each other. All right. Um, can I... So when I was taken, I was minimally dressed i uh yeah assume. no did they put anything back on no, me you cool. still, you're just covered in blood awesome <laughs> you've got this like, you've got this gun butt like, like mark in your head it's a smith and lesson yeah. of your face <laughs> perfect <laughs> she would have a burn too because they had just shot it and then they put it right up against yeah her that's well oh. no they didn't like press it hard. Oh, okay. they she just felt that it was near her yeah i felt the heat radiating yeah. off of it <laughs> And she couldn't see what happened because she had, she had yeah. blood in her eyes, mm. as you do. As one does after that happens. Yes. Oof. So, uh, you guys are alone in a room full of fey creatures eating dead men in masks who are also completely naked. Enjoy. <laughs> I don't even, I don't don't even know what this is. a good time. <laughs> that just sounds like a party. Maggie, is that you? Eugenia, are, are you all right? I've been better. Are you all right? I don't think so. Um. Well, it seems we're in a spot, and there are these foul little things crawling everywhere. So you see them too? Oh, yes. All right. That's... I questioned it for a moment, but when we've been dealing with rabbit people and wolf people and mouse children it it doesn't seem so much of a stretch does it no i i suppose not oh my god eugenia they shot tommy and then they hit me over the head and i just i don't want to be tied up in another basement i don't want to be tied up in another basement eugenia i don't want to be in here i don't want to be in here i know neither do i they they killed Lord McNevin. Oh. 
they rolled his head out in front of me. Oh, no! Oh, that's awful. Yes, it's, it's quite distressing. Eugenia, we've got to get out of here. I don't, I don't think I can get out of these ropes. But do you, do you have anything? No, I haven't anything. Um, can I check to see if the ropes are loose at all? Like how are sure. we tied? Sure. Um, exactly? Actually, let's make luck rolls on to see how how well they tied. Yeah. Fifty-six under my sixty. Fifty-six under sixty. So you've got a little bit of slack in your ropes. Um, I was slippery from all that blood. All that blood, there yeah. There you go. You also notice that your chair is a bit more rickety and you might be able to rock it back and forth and break it break it over and, and you have enough room that you can kind of get your hands out. Okay. But it will be loud. And there's all those little fairy pictures. Right. Also them. Is there... Depending on what direction I tip my chair, right. could I fall onto a dead body to make it less loud? So that at least there, it's just the cracking of the wood instead of the hitting on the ground and the cracking of the There wood. is a dead body uh, not very far from you. Okay. I'm going to aim to tip my chair onto the corpse. All right. Sounds All right. like a good thing That's to do. That's my plan. Let's, uh, <laughs> corpse tipping. Let, let's roll against your decks to see if you can land on a corpse. Okay, cool. Because one's already landed on me today. Okay. I got a 10 under my, what's my deck? 65. Excellent. Just nimbly bimbly. I'm free because I don't have any clothes on. <laughs> so you land <laughs> and you know, luckily the blood hasn't dried completely, so you're able to slick your way out. Okay. Okay, hold, hold on, Eugenia. I'm going to try to untie you. All right. And I just, like, try to crawl over towards Eugenia and start frantically trying to untie her ropes. Okay. Give me a stealth roll. Okay. I have that. I have I know stealth. that. I know. <laughs> I have that. Okay. 52 under my 60. So you get there and you're you're fine. So you start undoing her ropes, yeah. we'll come back to you guys. Okay. <gasps> oh, scary. Alize, the satyr leaves. At this point, do you want to go to Benny? Do you want to try to find the general? Do you what does Alize want to do? I want to make better choices with my life. <laughs> That's what I really want, but it's too late. I have to live with the consequences of what I have done. Um, I'm going to head off and um, find Benny so we can go um, find the general and get together okay. with somebody who can maybe help this situation because I'm not sure what to do next with anything. Right. No, I understand. So you Everyone's been disconnected. I don't know. I haven't heard or seen anything from Maggie or Eugenia and Ethel. I'm concerned because she's been going around in the carriage so yeah and i would imagine the biggest thing though is the fact that you know that maggie's in trouble right okay you go back to eugenia's house because i believe that's where the general and benny were last with you guys mm -hmm. and you you find him there and he's like oh darling what what, where have you been i've been so concerned we've oh. been looking for you are where the We've general is had a day. Uh, We've had a day. <laughs> there are some, uh, It's been. I can't. Uh, a lot has happened. So um, I'm going to need your help. Maggie well, was left at, at Mabel's. I tried to alert her that we had been discovered. We went. To, 
Why would you go into Mabel's? We needed to find some things and find some information. Darling, Maggie that's went dangerous. to go talk to Tommy. I know. I know. There's been a lot of things I've done that are quite dangerous. But I'm trying to do better and saying no to some danger. Oh, okay. Um, I love you. I love you too, honey. Let's see if we can help my friends. A- a- absolutely. Where's the general? You he, may need his help as well. He's inside. I'll, I'll go get him. And he gets the general and he goes, um, where, where do you think, where would we find Mabel? Mabel could be anywhere in the city at this point. There are a few places that she likes, though. She's got a place where she gathers her worshippers. Okay. Or her coven or whatever you want to call it, her group. Right. I think that might be the best place to look for her first. Okay. I'm also concerned that she might be trying to find our dear friend Ethel. And Ethel could be a few places, but probably some place that we've been in, in hiding. Let's go see where Mabel might be first. I feel like that might be the place to go. Uh, of course, of course, love. And he uh, he takes your hand and you guys, all the three of you leave. Ethel, after the lady in white kisses you, you suddenly feel this flood of magic come back to you. And she fades out, but you now feel renewed with uh, power again. You don't have on the amulet at this point because you had to take it off to be able to to talk with her. So you know that Mabel probably is going to figure out where you are relatively quickly. She may send the cops or she may send her cult. You're not sure which. But what do you want to do at this point? Um, Well, first I want to know if my magic points are filled back up or if there's yeah she fills them back up yeah so that (laughs) way i can make sure i'm i'm ready to go on that front at least right i'm probably going to sling the necklace back on anyway right just for extra precaution i'm afraid to leave the book here so i'm going to go ahead and take the book with me okay and i think i'd probably go scope out the warehouse because that's where we were all gonna go okay you head over to the warehouse. Around the same time, you see Benny, the general, and Alize showing up. The outside of the warehouse is completely dark because it's later in the day at this point. It looks like it's locked up pretty tight. The general's there with his gun, and Benny goes, uh, Okay, well, here we are. What's next? What do we do? I don't know that we can get much of the element of surprise here. And General says, oh, and then walks up the door and knocks the, the lock off. That was funny. I was just about to say, ask him if he would do the honor of shooting the lock. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't shoot it. He just sure. breaks it off and then swings open the door. Maggie, you've untied Eugenia, and you're standing on the other side of the warehouse and when the general kicks open the door suddenly all of these small heads pop up all over the room and look towards the door and you guys are just kind of standing there watching this it's like seeing a bunch of cats mere cats hear a, hear a can open and it's just, all their heads pop up and they they just start to chitter 
as their kind of, you know, that weird laugh they did. Mm -hmm. Is there anything I may have read in my occult readings about the Fae and about calming them down or about... You know they don't like iron. They're not fans of salt, but a lot of the stuff you know you don't have right this second because they kind of stripped you of everything. I mean, you still have your they, dress on and everything. Do they like any know. music or anything? Yeah, I was oh, going to say like a song or something. Um, I'm sure some songs would annoy them greatly. Uh, make an occult roll to see if you would remember one. I remember nothing. Mm. Okay. <laughs> um, as we've kind of, I know we haven't been conscious in this room for very long, but they hadn't seemed to really care about me and Eugenia, right? Not really. You uh, Even when I fell and You didn't make enough little... noise to okay. really cause them to notice so you much. And then I was stealthy, so it's maybe that they just didn't really right. notice us. And that's why I had you do the rolls. Okay. Yeah. They have a lot of other stuff to eat. Right, right now, right. they're kind of have okay. a smorgasbord. Um, do I notice any iron around? Any, like old pitchforks or like anything wrenches or not really no Spanish. unfortunately <laughs> no alizé and ethel he opens the door you see there's a little light from the dim lights on the street that kind of floods in you don't see eugenia or maggie but you do see these glowing greenish eyes of these small creatures mm -hmm. and they start to buzz as they get up and fly towards you guys. I've got some iron. It's called shooting them with my gun. Okay. <laughs> uh, give me, just give me a shot. Just. I'm going to wait for one that seems like it's coming close and Ethel's right. just going to pull out her gun straight out, level it at him, trying okay. to shoot. Uh, and does not do it. Damn, it's 65 over my 59. Can I push it? Not combat rolls, no. The general's gonna squeeze off a shot. Yeah, he hits, because he's using a, a shotgun, he hits a few of them. So at that point, Maggie and Eugenia, you hear gunshots going off by the door. If you want to, you can try to escape out the back, or... You can wait and see what happens. Do we hear voices at all to no, where we would know no, who it is? No, they open the door. You don't know who so it is. So we just know the door opened and we hear gunfire. Right. We'd probably run for the back, especially if the gunfire was coming towards yeah. us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, Alizé, you have a gun as well. Are you firing? Sure, why not? Okay. I couldn't remember if I did. Yeah, you. Uh, he, uh, the general general sure got us all trained yeah. up. We yeah. all armed. All right, so firearms. Yeah, I did. So you hit a couple of them. Mm -hmm. After the first volley of gunfire, that's enough to scare them because you hit a few of them. And the rest kind of scatter and disappear because they can teleport. Eugenia and Maggie, what are you guys going to do? I will grab onto Eugenia's hand. Okay. And just as quietly as we can, like I'm holding your hands so tight, by the okay. way. <laughs> right. I will not lose Eugenia in this dark warehouse. Oh, she doesn't lose anything again. No, I can't. I can't. Um, and I will lead Eugenia uh, to the door. As you guys are getting in the door, I'd imagine after they scattered, the general walks in and, you know, yells at, oh, rah, rah. And you hear him from across the way. General? <laughs> oh, 
my darling. We're here, we're here. He meets you halfway across the room. The rest of you kind of are looking around. Benny, uh, Benny goes, uh, why are there so, so many men in here with uh, masks on and... Uh, oh, darling, there's a lot to explain. I said, we'll get you caught up real quick. Just... They're all naked. Yes. Speaking, uh, speaking of, naked, of naked, perhaps one of you gentlemen <laughs> could loan a coat. Oh, of course, uh, of, of course, of course. And thank you. Pleasure. I appreciate it. It was getting a bit drafty. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Benny's all keep it. <laughs> You're all covered, now in blood. covered in gore. I got a bit of brain in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys are in this room. Ethel, you can just feel the bad mojo everywhere. They've been casting a lot of spells. There's a lot of magical residue all over the place. You guys are close to the front door and Mabel comes to the door with probably five or six of her cronies. And she says, ah, I got you all in here. That worked out as well as I thought it would. And she slides the door shut. And that's where we're gonna stop. <laughs> oh no. Okay. But, you know, but the whole group's back together, back so together. that's good. <laughs> I'm just glad that <laughs> Ethel has her magic back, and I have my Benny back, and a general is here. I, th I think, you know, I think we're going to be okay. Okay. Whatever, I'm Wes. <laughs> <laughs> With a glint of yeah. evil in his eye. Sure, you guys will be fine. Before we jump to social medias, let's talk about Patreon. Patreon is a wonderful place for all of our great listeners to go to and help us out with uh, your support so that we can make more great content that we are always uh, going to provide. Really good stuff. So go over to Patreon and type in 12 Side Stories. We will pop up. And uh, if you can support, great. So we will start with Terry with our um, social oh, sure. media. And if you can't support, tell a friend to. Um, <laughs> or retweet. Or, or, you know, or leave a share. review. Yeah, that's great too. Um, things you can do without leaving monies. Um, but find a friend who can. Um, <laughs> hi, I'm Terry Gamble. I played Alizé Crew this episode. <laughs> Not to be confused with Eliza Doolittle. It's a different character, a different show. Um, you can find me on the internet at the Terry Gamble um, on all the things um, or terrygamble.com. Great. <laughs> Hello, Kelsey Osborne. And you can find me on social media on Twitter or on Instagram at Kelsey Kelsum, which is K-E-L-S-E-Y-K-E-L-S-E-M. I'm Mac Beauvais, and if you don't have a convenient Ouija board to summon me through, you can find me on the internet as at Strange Like That. That is the Instagram, Twitters, and Facebooks. And I'm Michelle Otis, and you can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram. Uh, as at Michulu, that's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. And I am Wes Otis. You can find me at Plate Mail Games. You can also find the sound effects you hear and put them into your own game on either Battle Bards under Plate Mail Games or at Drive Through RPG under Plate Mail Games. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it, and we will see you next time. Bye.